Good afternoon. My name is Will. I'm a teacher training manager at Macmillan Education. And I'm here today to give you the third of our Advancing Learning Cafe sessions. Um, so I, I'm not sure whether you know, but these are about sort of 10 minutes um, and they are intended to be easy for you to watch quite quickly. Um, and I'm basically giving you some teaching tips, um, as I said, quite quickly in about 10 minutes so that you can go straight into the classroom uh, and use those tips without too much preamble and without sort of uh, a Q&A at the end as well. So um, let's begin. So as you can see, uh, as you should be able to see, uh, this is about teaching online this session today. So uh, I've taken some information from a couple of webinars and videos that we've shown recently. Um, and the first one is uh, aiming at giving you, well, actually, I'm just going to start from the beginning. I'm going to give you two main overriding tips. The first one is about how to be clear uh, with giving instructions and running activities. And the second is about building connections with your students. Um, as these, as we've been told and as we've experienced, these are two of the, two of the more tricky areas when you're teaching online. Um, so the first one, being completely clear when you're setting up an activity. So I'm going to give you four main things to do if you'd like to be clear, hopefully you will like to be clear, um, when you're starting an activity with your students, when you're teaching online, on, in an online uh, conference player or something like that. So four main things. Firstly, Give the instructions verbally and display them on screen. Um, so that's basically because some students might be having connectivity issues. They might uh, have you on mute for whatever reason because, of, because the lesson's just started. Uh, but being verbal and also displaying the instructions on screen when you give them is really, really important. Secondly, before the activity starts, make sure you demonstrate the activity in front of the whole class before if they're going to breakout rooms or if they're leaving the computer, Make sure you give them a demonstration of what you'd like them to do. Um, and also, this, this, by doing this, when they've started the activity, hopefully that will mean they won't need to stop, um, you know, sort of shortly after they've started because they're not really sure what they're supposed to be doing. Third, so that's firstly, give instructions. Secondly, demonstrate. And thirdly, check that they've understood what you'd like them to do. So you've given them the instructions, you've demonstrated it. You need to make sure that they understand exactly what the stages are for them to be doing when they're doing the activity. Fourthly, of course, do the activity. So that's, I'm just going to recap again. So firstly, give instructions verbally and on the screen. Secondly, uh, demonstrate the activity to them. Thirdly, check that they've understood the various stages of the task. Uh, and fourthly, go ahead, do the activity. So I'm going to give you a little example of this. So one activity which really unfortunately, because it's an absolute classic, you can't really, well, you might be, maybe you found a solution, but uh, I can't think of a way where you would do this online. It's the find someone who activity. Uh, so obviously when you're teaching online, I don't need to tell you this, I'm sure. Uh, you can send them into breakout rooms and you can get them to chat one-to-one. -one. But when it comes to actually mingling around a classroom and sort of going to different students at different times, that's something I don't think has been mastered yet online. So the find something who activity, such a shame, has been, has been cast aside while we're teaching online. Um, but an alternative for that activity, which is, which is what I'm going to use to demonstrate those four stages of setting up an activity, instead of you have side find something, find someone who, you can have find something which. Um, so I'm going to do the example here. Find something which you don't like, but you keep in your house. So something that you keep in your house, but you don't like. 
So I'm going to give you an example of, of those four stages. Um, because they're going to need to get out of their seats and go and find something, then come back and perhaps have a conversation, it's not the simplest task in the world to do online. So these are those four stages in that example of find something which. So firstly, the first one, give instructions vocally and on the screen. So I would say, firstly, unplug your headphones. Secondly, go and find something you've never liked but keep in your house anyway. Thirdly, bring it back to the computer. Fourthly, plug your headphones in again. And five, wait for me to stop the activity. So those are the five main areas of this task, and I would also put them on the screen so that they can see exactly what they need to do. Um, some students would, would respond probably quite well to being able to re read the instructions, not just listening to them. So that's giving them the instructions. Secondly, you need to demonstrate it, and I'm gonna demonstrate this to you now. So um, I need to demonstrate finding something in my house uh, which I don't like. So I'm going to do that now. I've got this thing behind me, which I don't like. It's a, it's a cactus. I just pricked my hand with it. Ow. Uh, it's a cactus. I hate it. Um, I've only got it here because, uh, because my wife likes having plants around the house. Basically. She said it's good for you. I know it's good for you. I don't think this is contributing too much to, to, my, to my oxygenation of my body. Um, but we keep it in the house, and I keep it here because she likes it here. It's not very intrusive, but I think it's just a relatively ugly sort of pointless thing. Anyway, that's mine. That's me demonstrating the activity to the students. After that, in that lesson, if, if in that particular activity, then we can start having maybe a class discussion about plants in the house um, that they've got. Why do you have plants in the house? Has it always been the case? Are there cultures which don't actually do that? Just having general discussions, send them into the breakout rooms, talk about plants in the house, etc., etc. Extend the activity if you wish. So as I said, that was the demonstration of the second part. Demonstrate the task to the students so they understand where they are. Then third thing, as I said, you need to check the comprehension of the task itself. So as I mentioned earlier, I put the, the five stages up on the screen and I told it to them. So now I would perhaps ask them, what, what are you going to do first, everybody? And maybe putting this sort of a cactus thing in my finger. Um, so I would ask them to put in the chat box, number one, unplug your headphones. Yes, correct. Number two, um, go and find the items, correct. Uh, what's the third thing? What are you going to do third, fourth, fifth, etc., etc., etc. Making sure they understand all of the stages that you're going to be, that they're supposed to be doing. Another thing for this particular activity, or when you're actually sending them out away from the computer into their home to, to do something to do with the lesson, perhaps going to find something, going to create something uh, or anything, what you can do is play music while they're looking. So, um, what you can, so play the music as they go off and start the activity and tell them when the music stops, that's when the activity stops and you need to return to the computer. At the same time, perhaps you could put a big fat stop sign on the screen as well so they can, so they know, so they maybe if they look at their computer, they can go, oh, oh, I need to get back, I need to get back. Um, so then that makes it very clear to them when the activity has reached its next stage and they need to come back to the computer. Um, then obviously after that, you can do whatever you'd like to do with their, with their bits and pieces. Just a little side point actually, that particular activity is, so find something which is a really good way of starting a lesson. It's quite quick and if, if you do it regularly, they're gonna know these, these stages quite well. So you shouldn't need to um, you shouldn't need to go through it in such detail every time. So you could get a student at the beginning of every lesson 
random student to say, go and find something which uh, you love to eat. Go and find your favorite food. Uh, go and find your favorite book. Go and find uh, a family member, uh, anything. Um, just a really good sort of kinesthetic way of starting the lesson online. So that's the first thing, being very clear with those four stages. Um, the second thing I'd like to go on to, this is taken from a video from Joe Ramsden, which she did for us. Uh, and it's all about staying connected with your students. Uh, the video she delivered was more about uh, connecting with young learners, but I've taken parts from it and sort of adapted it, changed it a bit so that it's sort of available to, to any kind of, any class, any, any um, age that you're teaching. So the first thing is to use video as an opportunity to connect with your students. Um, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you've experienced with online learning, it's quite difficult for every student to have the opportunity to speak to the teacher every single lesson. So making a video can be a really useful way to make sure they get all their voices heard and you get that one time, one at least one kind of sort of connection with them um, during a lesson. Also, some students quite like to prepare what they say before they speak. It makes them feel more comfortable when they're, when they're at whatever level. I was going to say lower level, but any level, some students are... Um, more confident than others when it comes to speaking spontaneously. So making a video is another way of doing this. So here's what you could do. Firstly, um, make them an example video of what you want them to make a video about. So you might want them to, so for young learners, for example, uh, go into the garden and um, make a video about three things that are man-made in the garden and three things that are natural in the garden. So then I'll go out, film those things, or film myself, you know, sort of selfie video, um, I don't know what they're called, maybe there's a, a tech name for that, but when you're doing a selfie video, going around your garden, finding those things, um, that'll be really clear about what they need to go and do there. For older learners, you could do something like uh, a film review or a film synopsis uh, to the camera, just talking about film or reviewing the film as well. Um, as always, when you're doing any of that, be clear with the instructions. Uh, secondly, um, one thing you can do to connect with your students is to open sessions five minutes early um, so that students can sort of dribble in, they can come in one by one. And when they do that, you're actually able to, as you would in a normal classroom, I did when I was um, teaching at a private language school, I would always go in five minutes early because I can say hi to them when they get in. I can ask them how they are and have a quick, just a quick back and forth with them to check in. Um, and the same applies online, doesn't it? So if you, if you log in five minutes early, students come in, you can say, hi, Mario, how are you doing? Hi, Sandra, great to see you, how are you? Um, how was your homework last night? You, were, you thought you might have some trouble with doing it. Uh, anything else you might ask when you're in a physical classroom. Just making sure that you speak to them individually. That will really help them feel included and involved with the lesson and with the class group. Um, after the warm to the lesson, um, perhaps if you do that, find something which. Um, you can even uh, sort of take the time out of the lesson to ask them how they're feeling, to make them make sure that they know that you're trying to connect and they can see that that effort's being made. Make a point to say, how are you feeling? And maybe everyone could just put one, um, one adjective in the, in the chat box, and they can say, I'm feeling happy, I'm feeling excited, I'm feeling bored, I'm feeling anything. Just so that you know, so that they know that you're checking in with them. Um, one final thing about connecting with your students is using their names as much as you can. I know I'm running a bit, little bit over, but I'm gonna finish with this. When you respond to students, and they contribute vocally, or even not vocally, even in the chat box, or if you go into a breakout room and speak to them there, use their names as much as possible. Try to name everyone at least once during every lesson. 
Um, obviously not forgetting those who haven't put on their camera. Sometimes students don't put their camera on. Don't forget about them. Call their names out just to say, hi, Louisa, really good to see you. Um, how are you, et cetera, et cetera. So that's it. The first one is be clear when you're giving instructions. And the second is try to stay connected to your students emotionally, actually, um, and in terms of their progress. So just so you know, the, the, the piece of advice I just gave you, the first one was from Laura Patsko. Uh, there should be a URL just below there when you, if you want to see the full webinar. It's talking about how to be active and interactive in online lessons. It's absolutely full of advice, loads of practice as well, loads of practical advice on how to stay active and interactive in a classroom. And the second, that was Joe Random's top tips videos about how to teach young learners online. Uh, also, there should be a link down below, um, which is linking you to the Distance Teaching and Learning Hub by Macmillan English. And this was our reaction during the pandemic, is our reaction during the pandemic. I'm not saying it's over, but as it started and everyone was in lockdown this year, we responded with various pieces and various resources and webinars and, um, and blogs and articles. Um, so please go and take a look at that for loads more stuff if you're just getting back to school or you want a bit of a a refresher on how to teach online or you want to go a stage further and look at something a bit more um, advanced. Anyway, that's it from me. Uh, the next cafe session will be on Thursday, the 12th of November at 2pm. Can't wait and I will see you then. Goodbye.